Now, now, just tell them, if you didn't come today, I would be the best looking person in this building. But it's so good to see you in the house of God. Amen. Impact, God is doing something precious in this house. God is doing something unique in this house. I'm so glad you're in the house of God. Amen. I believe we're going to see many souls healed, saved, and delivered this year in Jesus' name. Do you feel that? This is your year. In Jesus' name. Somebody say amen and amen. Turn to the person sitting next to you one more time and just tell them, it's so good to see you. Now, make sure they're smiling at you. If they're not, one more time, look them deep in the eye, shake them, and just say, yo, it's good to see you. <laughs> amen. Thank you, Jesus. Now, last week we began a brand new message series titled Visions and Goals. And last week we talked about passions, passions, passions. Somebody say passions, passions, passions. Very simple. If your passions are not right, your vision is not going to be right. If your passions have not been submitted to God, if your passions are driven by selfish ambitions, then your vision is already off to a wrong start. So last week, we taught the word of God. We are a teaching ministry. I said that there's an anointing that is upon you, according to Acts chapter 1 verse 8. And then there's an anointing that's in you, according to John chapter 14. And I told you that the anointing that's upon you is for ministry. The anointing that's in you is for your personal salvation. And I told you that the anointing that's upon you, you can lose. Sorry, the anointing that's upon you, somebody help me preach. You cannot lose. Just making sure you guys are listening. <laughs> but the anointing that's in you, you can lose. So you have to protect the anointing that's in you. But when you lose the anointing that's in you, you lose your hunger for God. When you lose your hunger for God, your passions change. When your passions change, there goes your vision. There goes your vision. And so this year, this is a good time to continue asking God to arrest your passions so that your visions can be in alignment with what God is doing in Jesus' name. Somebody say amen. Today we're talking about encounters, encounters, encounters. Let's say that together real big. One more time. I've prepared the word of God today, but I'll tell you this is going to be a prophetic service. What do I mean by that? I'm just going to go where God takes me. Because I believe that God wants to do something precious in this place. Somebody say amen and amen. Let's turn our Bibles to the book of Exodus chapter 3 from verse 1 to 10. Exodus chapter 3 verse 1 to 10. Now Moses was tending the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of the Midian. And he led the flock to the far side of the wilderness and came to Horeb, the mountain of the Lord, the mountain of God. There the angel of the Lord appeared to him in flames of fire 
from within the bush. Very important detail. The angel was within the bush. It was an angel of fire from within the bush. Moses saw that though the bush was on fire, it did not burn up. So Moses thought, I will go over and see this strange sight, why the bush does not burn up. When the Lord saw that, they, when the Lord saw that he had gone over to look, God called him from within the bush, Moses, Moses. And Moses said, here I am. Do not come any closer, God said. Take off your sandals for the place you are standing is holy ground. Then he said, I am the God of your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. At this, Moses hid his face because he was afraid to look at God. The Lord said, I have indeed seen the misery of my people in Egypt. I have heard them crying out because of their slave drivers. And I am concerned about their suffering. So I have come down to rescue them from the hand of the Egyptians and to bring them up out of the land into a good and spacious land, a land flowing with milk and honey, the home of the Canaanites, Hittites, Amorites, Perizzites, Hivites, and the Jebusites. And now the cry of the Israelites has reached me, and I have seen the way the Egyptians are oppressing them. So now go, I am sending you to Pharaoh to bring my people, the Israelites, out of Egypt. Somebody say amen. amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We worship you. Bless the reading of your word. When I was 17 years old, I went through an incident that changed my life. It mocked my life. Uh, I told my wife that we're going to start this church and we're going to be authentic. We're going to tell people real life stories and real life issues. Is that okay, somebody? This is one of those sensitive things here. But I felt the Lord saying to share it. I was 17 years old, I got into a car accident. In my country, in Malawi, you're not supposed to drive. You can't get a license until you're 21 years old. So you can put the math together there and see that I wasn't supposed to drive, but I was driving anyway. I got into a habit of doing things I wasn't supposed to do, and I could get away with it and still lead worship and still be a good Christian. But on this particular day, 17 years old, I got into a car accident and somebody was hurt pretty badly. I remember looking over and there was a man lying down and, and, and one of my mother's drivers, he was sitting next to me, he said, man, let's, let's get out of here. Come on, we got to get out of here. And something in me just couldn't do that. So I ran out and I picked the man by myself, 17 years old, and grabbed him and put him in the bus and drove to the hospital. I ran in there, I got a stretcher, put the man on the stretcher, ran inside and I started knocking and yelling and telling the doctors, you have to attend to this person now. It was a very tough situation, 17 years old. And then after that I went to the police to file a report. And then my parents showed up. You guys know my parents are the bishop. And the pastor, they showed up. My father served as, as an advisor, a spiritual advisor to the president at some point. So a lot of people know him. So when he walked in 
the police station, all the cops stood up and they're like, oh my God, Bishop, this is your son? I remember thinking, man, I'm embarrassing my father. And then the police said, sir, Bishop, we're supposed to keep this, this child here, but we're going to let him go. We'll let him go. But Bishop, if the, the man dies in the hospital, we're going to have to come and take Zenzo. And my father said, take him now. <laughs> Keep him here, take him now. I remember looking at the bishop and I'm like, whoa. So I look at my mother. I say, Ma, do something about this. My mother is the sweetest lady ever. You guys have met her. My mother looked at the police. She looked at me. She looked at my dad. She looked at the police again, and she said, arrest him now. <laughs> I remember looking at my mom. It was strange, 17 years old. I'd never seen my mother this way before. And I said, what, what's, what's going on? Ma, please do something. So they left me there, and they walked away. They drove off. And the policeman said, come here, son. He said, you know, we honor your parents. And so we're not going to take you in now. I'll never forget this. That man looked at me and said, son, <laughs> I hope you know how to pray like your father. Because <laughs> you're going to need it now. He said, son, I'm going to let you go. But if that man dies, I am coming to your house by myself and I am taking you in. And I went back home. And I prayed for real for the first time in my life. I said, God, I'm not a good kid. I've grown up in church. I've, I've learned how to be a good Christian. I know how to sing. I know how to preach. I do all these things. But I've learned how to do these things. And, and, but I've also learned how to disobey and get away with it. I said, God, today I want you to save me for real. I want you to change me for real. I repent my sins. I'm not a good kid. I'm not a good person. I want to change. And then after that, I said, Father, please keep that man alive. I don't want to go to jail. I said, God, if you keep that man alive, I'm going to preach the gospel to the ends of the earth. I'll preach the gospel. I'll preach your word. I went into fasting and prayer without anybody telling me to fast and pray. Before that, my parents could not get me to fast and pray. At this moment, my body could not even eat food. Every time the phone would ring, my body would shake. Shake. But I began to cry out to God. And then on the third day, my prayers changed. Nate, I said to God, I said, God, this time around, even if I go to jail... I'll still preach the gospel behind bars. And this was the moment. Come on, if you're going to clap, do it well. To the glory of Jesus. I said, even if I go to jail, I'm going to do it to the glory of Jesus. And in this moment, there was a vision that was birthed in my heart that I've been running with 20 years later. You can't take this vision away from me. You can't take this fire away from me. I'm not attacking you. I'm not saying anybody's trying to take it away from me. <laughs> Sounds like that when you're preaching. But you can't take this thing away from me.
When I was in my 20s, there was no girlfriend that could take this thing away from me. There was nothing that could take this thing away from me. I've been offered all kinds of stuff. There's nothing that could take this vision away from me. I'm running with this vision to this day because I received this vision in the midst of an encounter with God. There are people in this place, you have a great vision, but there's no encounter. You have a great vision, there's no encounter. No encounter. That's why you lose it. It's so easy for other people to convince you otherwise. You've not had a real encounter with God. So I declare in this place in the name of Jesus. Lift up your hands. Let me prophesy over you. I declare in the name of Jesus that 2019 is not going to be an ordinary year. 2019, there's going to be God encounters over your life that would deposit a vision in your life that nobody can take away from you in the name of Jesus. I declare that 2019 is going to be marked by God encounters that nobody can steal from you in the name of Jesus. Encounters everywhere. Encounters in your workplace. Encounters in your home. Encounters as, as you walk the streets. I pray in the name of Jesus that the Spirit of God would arrest you with a vision that nobody can steal away from you in the name of Jesus. 2019 is going to be a unique year in Jesus name I pray somebody say amen and amen please stand if you can please stand if you can God I want you to hold two or three people and I want you to just begin to pray for them for a God encounter for a fresh encounter in 2019 come on little groups little groups little groups little groups groups of threes if you can groups of fours little groups little groups just pray pray for a God encounter a God encounter a God encounter hallelujah a God encounter a God encounter a God encounter God is gonna meet you it's gonna shake you and give you an encounter come on somebody lift up your voices in this place Lift up your voices in this place. There it goes. Lift up a voice in this place. Hallelujah. 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 Let this be a year of a God encounter in the name of Jesus. Let this be the year in Jesus' name. Let this be the year in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. We declare it. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. I feel a shift, I feel a shift, I feel a shift. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. May we encounter, encounter your glory in a fresh way this year. In Jesus' name, hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Now, Impact Church. I want you to just start putting your hands together as you pray in this place. Just, be, just begin to clap your hands. Come on, let's shift something in this room. Let's shift something in this room. Let's shift something in this room. Come on, as you clap, I declare that 2019 is going to be a year of encounters that will change your life. Make your vision real in the name of Jesus. Put a fire in your bones that nobody can remove in Jesus' name. Come on, 60 more seconds. The Holy Spirit is descending upon this room. The Holy Spirit is releasing something upon this room. A fresh encounter with God. That you will get to a place that you say, Father, whether you give me what
what I want or not, I will serve you. I will live for you. I will love you. Dave, you know what God told me? Because I got upset with my parents for walking away from me in that police station. I got so upset with them. And God said to me, don't be upset with people. You're transacting with me and not people. Some of us have forgotten that what's happened to you was a defining moment. It was a God encounter. But you walked away being upset with people and you missed what God was doing. This has never been about people. This has never been about people. This is all about God. What is God saying to you in that encounter? See, I could have walked away from that situation angry with my parents for the rest of my life. But I realized that this was a Kairos moment. This was an encounter with Jehovah. And I said, God, now I'm listening and I'll preach the gospel to the ends of the world. Somebody say amen. Please sit down right here in this atmosphere. You're in a prophetic service, so you, you won't know when you stand or when you sit. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Please write this down. There's nothing as powerful as a person with a vision that has been birthed from an encounter with God. You don't have to be the most talented person. You just have to have a resolution in your heart that you know that you know. I mean, you, you get it. It comes on the inside of you. That day, it felt like God put a computer chip in my heart and I can read it. I can hear what he's saying. There's an assurance of what I'm supposed to do. Even when I go through issues. Please write this down. A vision that is connected to a life-defining moment seldom dies. This year, I want you to pray for life-defining encounters. Some of you have too much knowledge. You need an encounter. Some of us have too much vision. You need an encounter with God to reignite that vision. And to put it in perspective... In the world, they call it a defining moment. Some people call it a turning point. Some people call it a rude awakening, moment of truth. Auntie Oprah Winfrey calls it an aha moment. It's even in the dictionary now, an aha moment. Ah, I get it. What, it is, what is it? It's, the Greeks call it a kairos moment. A kairos moment. The Greeks have two words for time, and it's chronos and kairos. Chronos and Kairos. We get the word chronology from, from Chronos. Now, Chronos is sequential time. It's a time interval. But Kairos moment is a moment in time. It's an appointed time. So I'll give you an example. A woman is pregnant for the Chronos of nine months. But there's only one Kairos moment. That's the appointed time when the baby comes out baby comes out that's the defining moment that's the moment of truth that's the God encounter 
pray for God encounters in 2019 in Jesus' name. I declare that God is going to shower you with God encounters. You will wake up one day. Some of you, God is going to shower you with God encounters as you're sleeping in the night. You're going to have a dream and when you wake up, you just, you know that you got it. You got it. I speak it over you prophetically in the name of Jesus. That God will open your eyes to see things that you couldn't see before. Defining moment. Here's my definition of a God encounter. It's a beautiful collision between man and God through a challenging situation. I want to experience. That challenging situation you're going through, I want you to open your eyes to it. You may be going through a Kairos moment. Somebody say amen and amen. It's, it's the road to Damascus experience where Paul is killing the saints. All of a sudden his eyes are opened, scales are removed from his eyes and he writes three quarters of the New Testament. Why? It's a defining moment. Professors can't put this stuff in you. No man can put this stuff in you. There's no book you can read that can put this stuff in you. It's a, it's a defining moment. We need more encounters. That's why in our services we worship. We stop when God says to stop. We, we work so hard to make sure our services are within 70 minutes or 75. But what happens in between is what God wants. Because I want you to get an encounter with God. And to meet Jesus, not to meet a man. Somebody say amen. Now very quickly I want to give you three things and then we're going to worship. Three things about an encounter with God. Number one, humility is the gateway to a true encounter with God. Humility is the gateway to a true encounter with God. In other words, a true encounter with God is preceded by a moment of true repentance and humility. Here's the story of Moses. We read the text. He was trying to do his vision, to pursue his vision in his own strength. And then he ended up killing a person. You're going to mess up your vision if you do it without an encounter with God. So he runs away and then the Bible says he's taking care of his father-in-law's flock. He's humble. He's serving his father. He's taking care of animals. And Nate, I've learned a few things about animals. Is that they love to go to the bathroom everywhere. My Naya calls it tutu. They like to tutu everywhere. And that's what Moses is doing. Moses, what are you supposed to be doing in the world? Well, I've been called to be a deliverer. I grew up in the palace, but what do you do for a living now? I clean up tutu. God is telling me that there's a generation he's raising in this place that is willing to do things that other people are not willing to do anymore. What happened to the generation that's willing to humble themselves clean and do whatever God will have them do? I believe that that humility God is bringing that back again in Jesus name. Somebody say amen. Please write this down. Don't sit around waiting for an encounter. Faithfully serve God where he has placed you and faithfully serve those that are around you. An encounter with God is going to hit you once you're serving God. When you pursue it, it doesn't come. When you force it, it doesn't come. 
Just serve where you are. Somebody say amen. Number two, you can miss a God encounter if you're not aware of it. You can miss a God encounter if you're not aware of it. The Bible says, an angel of the Lord, an angel with flames of fire showed up within the bush. It's amazing that we call this experience the burning bush experience or the burning bush encounter. It wasn't the bush that was burning. There was an angel there with flames of fire. We should call this the angel of fire experience, not the burning bush experience. The angel was just standing within the fire, within the bush, and he was on fire. That's why the bush was not being consumed. But Moses didn't see it that way. The Bible says he went over there and said, this is a strange sight. For many of us, an encounter with God will come in a strange way. Some of you are going through strange things in your life right now. That could be God doing something in your life. Somebody say, Amen. Where are my single people at? Let me talk to you. Some of you are looking at that guy. You're saying, Pastor, his teeth are bad. He doesn't look good. He's kind of strange. Well, you may, you may be standing in the midst of your husband. You just don't know it. There's many things to fix teeth these days. Come on, pick the brother up. Clean him up. He's a man of God if he loves God. Come on. Hallelujah. You're waiting for something else. And there's some people in this place, God is showing you companies and different things to do. And you're saying, Pastor, it looks strange. You are about to miss a God encounter. You have to be aware of it. You have to be aware of it. It's easy to miss a God encounter. You have to be aware of it. And finally, number three, a God encounter requires the right response. A God encounter requires the right response. Impact, please stand, please stand. Hallelujah. A God encounter requires the right response. What is the right response? Moses, where you're standing is holy ground. Remove your sandals. Remove your sandals. What does that mean? Let go of your own way. Let go of your own direction. Remove your sandals. You are in the midst of an encounter with God. Let me tell you this. An encounter with God will require that you give something away. Let me say it this way. I was saying this this morning. God invites you into ministry because God knows that ministry will kill you. Let me say that again. God calls you into ministry. God brings you into a church because ministry and the church is supposed to kill you. That sounds, sounds strange. Marriage is supposed to kill you. Did you know that? Yeah. Because you can't keep your own ways and your own stuff and what you want to do and stay married. You've got to take off your sandals. You've got to give up something. I'm not talking about killing you like you being dead six feet under. No, don't. I'm not talking about that. What I'm saying to you is that being in the house of God being in church 
and being married is supposed to kill you, supposed to kill your flesh. Take off your sandals, kill your flesh. Take off your sandals, kill your flesh. This is how you respond to a God encounter. Because the thing that is standing in between you and your vision is you. You are in the way of what God is trying to do in your life. So God says, Moses, take off your sandals. This is how you respond to a God encounter. Somebody say, Amen. If you can, please close your eyes, raise up your hands. We're going to give our lives to Jesus. Something needs to die today. Sandals need to be taken off my own ways. What I want to do, I submit to this Kairos moment. I submit to what you're doing. I submit to the will of God. I submit to what you're doing. Somebody say amen. Impact, look at me. We're going to pray again. We're going to clap our hands and we're going to pray again. And there's three prayers that God has given me. Number one, we're going to pray that God would open your eyes and give you encounters in 2019. How many people want that? Hallelujah. Let me tell you this. That's where the power is. That's where real authority is. It's God encounters. When you become pregnant with what God has deposited in you, no one can take that away from you. And then number two, we're going to pray that God will make you aware of God encounters. God told me that many people missed their encounters in 2018. God was doing so much. There was Kairos moments, Kairos seasons. God was doing so much in different things. And some of us missed our season. You missed your Kairos moment. And I'm praying that in 2019, you will not miss your Kairos moment. Somebody shout hallelujah. God will open your eyes to Kairos people, Kairos companies. Come on, Kairos ideas. Some of you have Kairos babies right now. You don't even know it. Some of you don't even know that you've come to a Kairos church. You're looking around and you think what God is doing here is just a small thing. But some of you don't even know that we've already begun a world ministry. And it's time to be more serious with what God is doing. God is going to use this church to change the world. Let the fear of God come. You're in a Kairos moment, at a Kairos season. You're in a Kairos church, married to a Kairos person, raising Kairos kids. Come on. You're going to a Kairos university. God is doing something. This is a Kairos season. Come on. God, open our eyes to see that this is not just a burning bush. There's an angel of fire in the bush. What are you saying, God? What are you doing? And then thirdly, our prayer is going to be that, God, we're going to die to self. We're going to remove our shoes, our ways. We're going to pray the prayer. Whatever you want to do with my life, do it, Father, in Jesus' name. Come on, are you ready? Are you ready? Come on, let's put our hands together and just begin to pray those prayers. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Come on, pray as you clap. In Jesus' name. God, I declare that my Kairos moments in 2019, I will not miss them. God, I declare that my encounters in 2019, I will not miss them. I pray over my wife in the name of Jesus that her encounters in 2019, she will not miss them. And God, I pray that I'll become aware, 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 aware 
of the Kairos moments in the name of Jesus. And Father, I pray that you will give me the courage to let go of my own ways. Take off my sandals and take off my shoes in Jesus' name. Come on, 60 more seconds in this place. God, we give you our lives. We surrender to you. There's only one word comes to mind. There's only one word to describe. In fact, we're standing on holy ground. Only one word comes to mind. There's only one word to describe. Now sing it out. Cry out, holy. Take our sandals off, holy. We lift our hands to cry, holy. Oh, come on, this is holy ground. We submit ourselves to your will. Impact real big, holy. Holy. 